Welcome to the Rare Find Voices podcast. My name is Robin Koenig, and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find, the creator of the Disaster to Dream dating solution and the Rare Find Three Steps to Brilliance. But even more importantly, I'm a mom of four teenagers, a wife, a certified professional coach, and a public speaker. And I'm an expert at helping women use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. I love challenging people to think differently, see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week, I'll share my voice or bring forward another rarefying voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, successful enough, and deal with major life transitions such as getting married, getting divorced, going through a career change, and having kids. I've been through so many of the same things in my life journey, and I understand the pain as well as the steps that it takes to get through the messy stuff to the ultimate freedom and joy that you desire. This podcast is for you if you want to be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset, and get out of your own way to be happy and free to live the life that you want. You know that you can, but you just don't know how. And it's hard and it's real, but it's your time to shine. You don't need to hide. All of those beautiful bits and pieces are who you are, the imperfections and all without the shame, the guilt, or the fear. If you're open and ready to transform and you want to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep listening. Today is the day you choose to make this commitment to yourself because you are a rare find. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Rare Find Voices podcast. This is Robin Koenig, your host, and I am so excited about this topic today, although I'm usually excited about every topic because that's why I have a podcast, so I can share these really fun conversations and hopefully some juicy nuggets for you to think about. But today's topic comes from where many of them come from. It comes from conversations with people. And so many times, whether I'm chatting with a client, a friend, a family member, or see something online, like it just triggers this inspiration, an idea um, of how I want to have a conversation and talk about something. And today, this one came from a conversation with a client, which I won't give you the details on that, obviously. But it was so good that in the middle of the session, I'm like, hold on wait a minute, I'm going to write this down because this is a good conversation and I don't want to forget it. And I think it needs to be shared with more people. And so it's all about the difference between anger and frustration. So like I said, this was a juicy conversation I was having with a client and we were just sorting through something that came up and all of a sudden, It was just like this big aha of trying to understand the difference between these two words, these two emotions. And so I want to, I want to kind of just go through it a little bit and I'm, I'm going to put a huge disclaimer out there right now. Okay. I'm not a doctor. I am not a therapist. I am not a psychologist. I am not an expert on anger management. I am sharing my thoughts on this for you without expectations that you followed my advice, that you 
share even the same opinion or that this will change your life. I am putting this out there essentially as an invitation for you to listen to my perspective. And then honestly, like I truly would love to hear yours because that is where this really results in something bigger, something more impactful is to connect with other people, to connect with with you and understand your perspective too, you know? So I just want to put that out there. This is all part of learning and personal growth. And, you know, I love doing this kind of stuff. So, you know, I just want to make sure that you understand, like, you may not agree with this, but hopefully you'll still listen for the next however long, 15, 20 minutes. And just, you know, consider it, keep it in mind and shoot me a message afterwards. I would love to hear from you. So, you know, okay, so I'm going to set the stage. You're pissed off. Okay, I'm totally turning the tables now. You're running on the treadmill. You're doing something right now. Maybe you're cooking dinner. You're pissed off and you just want to let out some of that energy, right? It's making you want to burst like, you know, this, like a pot boiling over or a pressure cooker. My favorite appliance ever, by the way. And so, you know, you, you get to the point where this has happened before. This is not new in our lives. Like this is part of our life experience. But at some point, the question comes up of kind of like enough, you know, what, what can you do differently? And that's really what it's all about. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to go down this path of personal growth, personal understanding, you know, self-awareness, change, whatever it is, you'll want to figure out what to do differently. And if you, if what you were doing was working, then you probably wouldn't care. You would move on with your day. You wouldn't get pissed or upset or angry. And so, you know, I want to go deeper. Like I want to, I want you to think about what you would change in your actual thought process. Remember, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, I talk about the TFA train, the thoughts which lead to feelings or emotions, which then lead to actions or responses. And so the opportunity here is, you know, how can you shift what you think to change how you feel and move from, you know, this anger or frustration to understanding, compassion, or even curiosity, right? So when you get upset, you know, you it's actually a really good signal that you care deeply about something or someone. You know, it might be that you care about you. You care about your opinion so much or your feelings so much that maybe you get upset that something's happened or someone said something, like it touched a nerve. And so I just want to share that like, that shows that you care about something. And that's a really good thing to understand. Now, you might know this about me too. Uh, I love looking at definitions of words, like to really understand how they land. Um, I understand like the perception or the interpretation and how we can approach something differently and avoid a misunderstanding or a mis misreading, is that even a word? (laughs) Misreading somebody, which can lead to those assumptions that make us, you know, like cray cray sometimes, right? So the word anger, 
And again, this is kind of like my personal interpretation and, and definition and understanding of this is that tends to be about someone else, right? Anger, as it's defined, is a strong feeling and it's usually an annoyance or a hostility, a displeasure. And it comes from a need to be in control or a sense of power. And really another whole layer deeper, like let's just go, you know, down another notch. It comes from fear. And this is fueled by so many things. It's, it's, you know, it could be fueled by a trigger. It could be fueled by an experience or even grief. Like so many things can bring this on. And it's, it's actually more of a secondary emotion that comes from that primary thing, like the fear or sadness, right? Or a response to a threat. So, you know, there's a lot of common triggers for anger. You know, maybe you're losing your patience or feeling like your effort or opinion doesn't matter, right? It's not appreciated. I mean, there, those kinds of things, man, that, that stuff, it pisses me off too. And I feel like, you know, my effort isn't appreciated, you know, that you're just being um, disregarded, right? Um, there's so many other causes that could fuel a feeling of anger. Um, it could be a memory or a traumatic event, you know, worrying about something really personal and not talking about this, like not really having an understanding of this or even mentioning it can sometimes also feel anger, right? So dismissing something or someone can also be a huge trigger. So there's a couple of different ways this comes out, you know, everybody, you know, usually understands the term passive aggressive. And, you know, I, I've heard that a million times, throw that around, you know, talking about somebody being passive aggressive. And this is a form of anger. This is a, a way that it's expressed. It could be done in silence. That's super passive aggressive, right? The person that just decides to cut you off and not talk to you or, you know, roll over and not, you know, have a conversation. That's a very passive aggressive form of anger. It could be, you know, just even sulking around and showing it, you know, through your body language or even pretending that things are fine. Those are all expressions of anger. Now there's also an open expression of anger and aggression, which is like lashing out, being physically or verbally aggressive, you know, fighting or shouting, or even being like overly sarcastic. It's super clear, like what's happening, right? It's like, nobody looks at that and is like, oh, I don't know if that person's really angry. Like it's super clear, (laughs) you know, you really can't hide that like the passive aggressive piece, which sometimes you have to be like, oh, that person is actually probably kind of pissed off. I didn't really notice that until now. Um, so there are there are healthy ways to express anger. I'm not saying at all that anger is a bad thing. So, you know, I want to put that out there. This is not about judging if anger is good or bad. It's really about understanding what it is and what you want to do differently if it's not working for you, if it's not serving you, Okay. So, you know, if you talk about a healthy approach to anger, even though it's still anger, you could approach it where, you know, 
thinking before you speak or having more of a controlled conversation and listening, being more patient and communicative. Like there's a certain level of maturity that comes with being assertive in your anger um, and understanding it. Okay. So that's kind of the one side of the coin when you talk about anger. Now I want to go into the the idea, the, you know, the conversation about frustration. So to me, frustration is, tends to be more about us, more on the personal side of something that we're feeling about ourselves. Now that's not to say it's a hundred percent all the time. Plenty of times there's frustration with other people. Um, It's a stress response when things kind of get in the way of what we want or keep us from reaching our goals. Um, And so, you know, this could be in the form of being frustrated with someone else that we feel like is getting in the way. And it results in us not wanting to do stuff. It results in us not, you know, wanting to give up or, you know, kind of having that downward spiral where you're just like, ugh, you know, arms up in the air, you know, the like, I don't know what else to do you know, maybe increasing stress, you know, this feeling of uncertainty and insecurity, which comes from that, you know, sense of not being able to fulfill a need, you know, that the individual needs are being blocked in some way. And so, you know, I want to just kind of share this concept that frustration is an emotion that can lead to or even result in anger which is like more destructive so you see how they're they're closely aligned they are similar in many ways but at the end of the day the frustration emotion can also be linked to anger or resulting in anger anger doesn't always have to be associated with frustration so Back to, you know, what I was talking about and how this all came up, it was such a great way to almost compartmentalize these two things in the conversation that I was having with this client because we were able to identify anger as one thing and what do we want, you know, what what did that client want to do about that, understand it kind of in its own container, and then the frustration side, like, what was going on there and how did we want to approach that? And again, the biggest difference that we were able to identify was that the frustration was really more about them and feeling, you know, again, that personal frustration that was almost easier to um, dig deeper and say, okay, well, you know, I'm feeling really frustrated. Let's go deeper and figure out why, why do you feel like something's in the way and let's work on that, put a plan into action. Like, that can actually really be tackled. The anger piece was, again, let's see what's going on. Why are you so angry? And it was directed towards another person. And, you know, there's kind of just two choices here. You can choose to continue to be angry and be stressed and be triggered and allow that. Or you can say, you know what? That's not something that I have to deal with, that I have to... Um, waste my energy on, I can choose to let that go. And that was the net result of it was 
What do you want to let go of to release yourself from that anger? And it was so powerful. Like I said, it was kind of like this huge moment of understanding. And it wasn't just like, poof, magic done, fixed. But it was just a really good way to say, okay, we can choose now to look at this differently, feel differently, and do something differently to change the net result of what's going on here. So that was really powerful. And I want to share with you a couple of thoughts um, about, you know, kind of like, how do you move from this? Even that, you know, the, the, the anger piece, how do you move from anger to frustration, if they're even linked at all, which they may not be? And in general, how can you just kind of move yourself forward and upward, right? When I say upward, I mean energetically, you know, shift yourself out of that negative energy, the one that's super heavy holding you down and move yourself upward into a lighter, more positive energy that allows you to say, all right, I'm going to do something differently now and I have the ability to choose and change. Um, But I'm going to share a quick story because I want to put this into perspective, right? I don't just talk about things and topics without having experienced them myself. That's just the reality. That's why I do what I do. That's why I love this kind of work. I've experienced it. You know, I'm just like you. And so, you know, something that used to make me angry, okay? And I would know that it was making me angry because I would physically feel it. I would physically get, you know, kind of like heated, right? You know, when your body all of a sudden, like you can feel yourself probably turning red and the blood's rushing to your face and you start sweating. And all of a sudden you're like, I I can feel myself getting like pissed off. And, you know, and sometimes I I kind of feel like, hmm, should I admit this? But I will because I'm real on the show. And I want you to understand that this was related to parenting, And so I would get really, really angry when I would see my son's grades and he would have a zero. And I don't know if anybody out there has felt the same way or if you get those kinds of um, alerts. We get them daily from our kids' schools. And so we get these alerts of like what their progress is, which is awesome. And at the same time, it also says that they're missing work, having a zero. And... I would like immediately, I'd be like, mama bear angry, right? Like I was, I would just get pissed. And, you know, it wasn't like I was mad at my kid. I mean, I was just mad. I was like pissed off that it was happening. It was mad that, um, that there was something missing, um, in the work or that, you know, it was, it was kind of like, I couldn't control it. And that's kind of where I, you know, I want to bring that back to what I was talking about as far as the definition is there was something deeper there like that I was afraid of. And what I realized was that I was afraid of this representing me as being a good parent. And I know it's like you, you can say it's like that might sound kind of crazy, but that's what was happening. I was afraid that this was like, making me look bad. And I would just really get mad about it. And so I kind of was able to get to that point of understanding and be like, huh, okay, that's not benefiting me. What's going on here? And 
then it was kind of like I was able to evolve and I was able to like turn that into more of like the frustration piece. So once I was able to recognize that I was getting pissed off about it, I didn't want to be mad anymore. But then once I realized what it was, like that I was afraid of being a bad parent, then I I did get frustrated. (laughs) I realized that I couldn't necessarily change what was going on. Like I couldn't do the work. I wasn't going to do the work. And I couldn't change the fact that this was, you know, the reality. And, you know, I could put out a reward. I could put out, you know, all kinds of like discipline and, and, you know, say, well, if the work's not done, then you lose the phone or whatever. Like, I mean, the tactics were, I tried them. I tried them all. (laughs) But the reality is I was trying to like handle the frustration thinking it was an, an, you know, something outside of me when I needed to better come to terms with what it was that was frustrating me about myself and my belief and ability to be a good parent. And it wasn't anything that I should have been taking personally, wasn't a reflection of my parenting. And so when I finally got to that understanding, I was able to say, okay, I'm no longer pissed off about it. It's not making me angry. It has nothing to do with somebody else. Now, the frustration piece, like, you know what? If the if being frustrated was just basically putting me in this place of negativity that wasn't changing the, the um, you know, what was going on, wasn't changing the outcome, that's what I was looking for, wasn't changing the outcome, I had to realize that It wasn't anything that I could or should allow to guide my emotions. So I stopped taking personally. And what it turned into, and this is truly where I live now, is I'm more curious about why it's a trigger and what I can do to control it. You know, how can I understand or encourage, you know, my son, my my children about what's going on in their schoolwork and, and help them and serve them. And that doesn't mean that I still don't get that trigger pinch. I mean, it, sometimes it just is. And, and so the opportunity here is to lessen the degree of it, lessen the amount of stress, and understand it more to continue that progress, right? Absolutely not perfection. You know, I do not win Parent of the Year Award, but I am able to now look at it differently and do things differently, which I believe will have a better impact and effect on myself, but also on the people around me, on my kids, on how they look at, you know, what does that mean when there's a zero and, you know, make it worth something to have a conversation versus just, you know, being angered or frustrated with myself. So I wanted to share that personal story, but I'm going to give you a couple of ideas or thoughts on how you can use this, you know, some, some different approaches or understandings to deal with the anger or frustration and keep yourself moving forward. So the first, the first tip is use this, use whatever it is, if it's an anger trigger or if it's feeling of frustration, use it as a wake-up alarm, right? This is a signal. It may even be a release for you, but when it's happening, you can step back from it and learn. You can change. You can choose to act differently. But this is, this is a signal 
for you. It's, it's an alarm to say, wake up, something here needs to be addressed. Okay. So that's, that's the first thing. And then the second piece similarly related is, you know, what is happening physically to your body? What are the signals that you're getting that are physical responses from your body? This is a huge key to understanding patterns. You know, your face is getting hot. You're starting to sweat. You're clenching your jaw. Maybe you have an upset stomach, getting a little dizzy. I mean, all of these things, it manifests itself in your physical body. Take note of that, you know, tell yourself like, what the heck is going on here? What am I feeling? And how is it physically representing in my body? And then the third step is I want you to remember that the only person that you can control is you and your sphere of influence, right? Your ability to impact is your, is you. That's your sphere is you and no one else. And so while you can change what you're doing to impact others, you just, you can't control the external. So it's, you know, you want to really put your efforts into the areas where you can affect change. You have to remember that that's within yourself. And then the next piece to that is really considering that you might have something going on that's unresolved. Instead of putting yourself down and feeling shameful about it, seek understanding for yourself and maybe for somebody else, right? If that anger piece is related to somebody else, being able to step back from it and seek understanding does not mean that you need to allow, does not mean that you need to enable, does not mean you need to change any boundaries, but it's okay to seek understanding and let it go, right? Because the next piece of this is actually really important and that is to think about the cost associated. So when we're angry or feeling frustrated, those two things, they have a cost, right? And so thinking about what is it costing you to focus on the negative energy versus the resolution or the solution associated, right? So think about it every day. You know, I don't... I don't mean it that way. I don't mean think about it every day. I mean, think about it from a perspective of on a daily basis, what is it costing you? On a weekly basis, what is it costing you? A month from now or six months from now, how is it manifesting in so many different ways that it's quickly adding up to a big expense? And write that down, write that down because you may not know it in that moment, right? When you're angry or when you're frustrated and your judgment could very well be clouded. So write it down when it's happening and ask yourself the question, what is this costing me? What is this costing me right now that I'm angry? I'm angry at a person and I'm not doing something. I'm not, you know, um, you know, having a conversation. What is the resulting impact of that? Or when you're frustrated, right at yourself, and something's getting in your way and you're choosing not to move forward, you're choosing to stay where you are, what is it costing you? That is a humongous part of this work and this process to get you out of that place of stuck and into a place of forward action. And after that, there's two more pieces to this. 
I want you to find some peace with yourself. I want you to find peace with yourself and focusing on self-compassion because when you're practicing self-awareness, stuff comes up. When you're practicing stress management, there's so many things that you start to understand and giving yourself the compassion and removing the judgment and the shame and focusing in on some self-care tactics will really benefit you in a healing process because you may need to heal. You may need to look at those unresolved things and those are really important in the balance of how you're caring for yourself. And then the last piece I want to share is don't ignore it. And that is probably one of the hardest pieces because so many times when it's uncomfortable, when it's negative, you know, so many people are conflict averted, 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 (laughs) I don't know if that's the right word, have aversion to conflict. That's better. Um, And so like, you know, like a screaming child, like you want to just go the other way, right? Ignore it. But it's not going to stop the feeling of anger, the feeling of frustration, like when it happens, the triggers, all of those things. It's not going to stop if you ignore it. And so acknowledge and know that you don't have to agree with it, right? You can choose to deal with it maturely and purposefully and you don't need to fix it. Like I really want you to listen to me when I say you don't have to fix it. And you don't need to tell anybody or even tell yourself that you should feel better or you should change because that's putting judgment on this entire situation. Just validate the fact that you do or that they do, right? That this is going on. You're going to listen and you're going to avoid pushing or responding in the same way, responding with anger to anger. Oh my goodness, that's like fuel on the fire, right? So acknowledge and know that you don't have to agree. Go ahead and just validate the fact that this is going on and it it doesn't have to be fixed, right? This isn't about something being broken. This is an opportunity to, to grow. So th- I want to kind of wrap this up with, you know, this question that, you know, kind of came forward in this whole discussion was like, how do you avoid this? And the reality, in my opinion, again, is that viewing this emotional, you know, expression of anger and frustration, viewing it as it's just a delay in getting to what you want, but it's not a failure. And if you're able to say that, that there is understanding and purpose to everything that's going on, to everything that's happening, if you are angry or frustrated, that you're not, you haven't failed. You haven't failed. And this is now growth for you, not a hard stop. Do not stop. Remove the, the personal feeling. Don't take it personally. This is hard stuff, but keep moving forward. Okay, chip away at it. Keep working at it. Nobody grows in a box. I heard that the other day and I I love it because, you know, I always think about analogies and, you know, I always have this idea in my mind about like a fishbowl and how, you know, you buy a fish and 
they grow to the size of the bowl or the tank. It's so cool. I mean, like you put a little baby fish in there and they're only going to grow to the space that you allow them to. You know, you give them the, the tank and that's as big as they're going to get. They're not going to all of a sudden grow and like disperse all the water and be stuck in this tank like too big. It just doesn't happen. It's so our natural container, if we if we build ourselves into a container, put ourselves into a box that's not expanding, then we just stay there. And we just, you know, we don't, we don't grow. So what's holding you back may be a trigger. It may be causing frustration or resulting in anger, you know, to those around you. Step back and think about how you can increase your bowl, expand the box or you know, I love saying like, what box? Remove the box and keep moving forward in spite of these things, in spite of being imperfectly perfect. That is my challenge for you. So on that note, I'm going to take a deep breath. (laughs) Got pretty excited about this topic. And I do hope that if you've got thoughts or input Um, even questions or want to continue the conversation, please message me. My email is hello at robinkoenig.com. You can find me on Instagram at rarefind underscore love. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on my website, robinkoenig.com, like so many places. Um, If you're listening on Apple, iTunes, leave me a comment. I mean, you got to find me. I'm sure that there's no... um, no way that you can't. So please, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to subscribe and share it with a friend and maybe this will be helpful. I would so appreciate it. And I want to just say again, thank you so much for listening and with love and laughter, have an awesome day.